welcome to my podcast, Wicked Wisdom, where I will break down complicated content about your nervous system, which is the control center of everything in your body. My intention is to get the most easily digestible version of science of how humans work and small actions that complement the information. If these subjects interest you, I encourage you to get out there and read more about it, as science is always developing. Understanding how your body works can help in the development of new habits. Healthy habits lead to a better self through reprogramming your nervous system. After all, if your brain thinks it's reaching its goals, it will tell your body it is, moving you towards your goals. Your perception is your truth, so join me on this journey to change that perception one step at a time. Today, I'm going to dive into perception. What is perception? It's basically the way you interpret external stimuli. That's a weird way to put it. So what is external stimuli? To name just a handful, it could be color, sound, smell, or social information. Do you know that many times your intent and communication may have been communicated perfectly, but the person interpreting what you have to say or imply may be reading it completely wrong, leading to a total disconnect? Before we dive into this subject, let's talk about how an activity can be perceived differently. You might be on a team building exercise and the challenge is a rope climb. The rope net is six feet off the ground, spanning flat across two walls. You have one group racing across it without a second thought. Group two, who's nervous, pushing on the net, assessing the security, and assuring they can't fall through the holes in the net if they slip and slowly cross. In group three, who flat out refuses to even climb up the wall, forget the net. There are three different perceptions of that same rope net challenge. We could describe group one as show-offs, group two as nervous, and group three as scared. We could also describe group one as skilled, group two as accepting the challenge, and group three as cautiously observing. Both sets of descriptors describe the same approach, but is a more positive descriptor. Show-off versus skilled, nervous versus accepting the challenge, scared versus cautiously observing. We don't all perceive a blue sky the same way. So why would we all be expected to view any situation the same? We perceive smell differently based on sensitivity, processing, history, and anatomy. Someone might love the smell of garlic cooking on the stove in olive oil. Why another might gag and find that smell repulsive. With sound, some people are losing their hearing and may perceive your speech as mumbling. Others may be sensitive due to anatomy or injury, and others might just get overwhelmed by sound, while someone else can keep carrying on a conversation. Have you ever been in a busy coffee shop and one of you is going on and on and on about something while the other can't pay attention to a single thing being said and wants to run into a quiet closet? That's perception. How about our sense of touch? I can't stand the feel of cotton. I dread it when I open a vitamin bottle and there's that awful piece of white cotton that someone has to man up and pluck out. My son will walk by, wonder what my issue is, and pluck it out and throw it away while I remain paralyzed thinking about how it felt when he touched it. Yet, when he was younger, he couldn't stand any tags in his clothes and wouldn't wear a 
thing that wasn't super soft to touch. And I don't mean nice. I mean silky soft. Yet I can wear any t-shirt and work out with tags that never even notice them. So why are we all set on our perceptions of situations and perceptions of being right and wrong? The country and the globe are showing these extreme views of their perceptions of others and situations. Who are they married to? Who are their kids? Who did they date? Why are they dating? Where do they live? And driving attacks based on perceptions of those things. Trolls destroying people on the internet because they aren't thin enough, strong enough, or wearing the right color. I'm not saying voicing concerns or facts are right or wrong. I'm just saying that each person's interpretation of external stimuli is not the same, and neither is necessarily right or wrong. Something I've been learning the hard way is that before I react, even if I'm pretty sure the other person or situation is dead wrong, I'm trying to do my best to take a minute to either ask some questions to better understand why the other person feels so differently than I do about the scenario, subject, or issue. This allows for a few things. I get to take a ride in their shoes, in their perception, and see it from a different view. It causes me to look at my perception, my view, to see where I might be conflicted, and if it has anything to do with the current issue or my past and my history. This allows me to break down any of the emotions I have swirling in the situation, address the true issues at hand, and potentially even compromise. I'm not saying I do this well or I always do it, but I've been doing it a lot more in the last couple of years than ever before in my life, and even so more in the last six months. Here's an example on a very hot topic today, COVID. I find myself in a discussion around it being real. Is it fake? What about the vaccines? Medication, safety, My immediate response was to show how real it was based on people that I've cared for who have been really sick. I have proof. They're completely wrong. But then I thought for a minute and decided to hear what the other person had to say. Whether or not I agree with the scope of his or her perception, this was not a moment for one person to succeed over the other with winning a conversation or being right. It was about a conversation, and to my delight, we agreed on some aspects and disagreed on other. Some areas I was not super versed on. So who was I to say what was right or wrong? And look, medicine's always changing. Look, in the early 1900s, we had babies on the packages of cigarettes and doctors signing off on one cigarette or another as being good for you. Today, aside from the pack of the cigarettes, says causes cancer. And in other countries, they put dying cancer patients on the cigarette packs. Science is only good as our knowledge and technology. But the important piece of that was conversation. Differences in perception help us have conversation and become more aware of how other people feel and think and who they are. How about another hot topic? Okay, my dating life. All right, maybe it's not a worldwide hot topic, but it is in my world. There's a particular subject that really upsets me. Let's call it a green ball. 
So the green ball upsets me. But for my partner, the green ball means nothing to him. To me, it's a big deal. I spent a year focusing on the green ball, feeling unimportant because of it, feeling like at any time it could roll into the room and I would become invisible. For him, the green ball is something that he has from past decisions. It has nothing to do with me. As a matter of fact, and yes, this is a fact, in a conversation of perception, that green ball was around long before I came around. I was okay at first, but quite a few years in, I feel like the green ball is a barrier to my future with him. It was destructive and I thought about it all the time. When the green ball bounces in, I have laser focus on it. For him, it just bounces through the room and exits out another door, not a blink in his party. I get more and more miserable. He's around my delightful personality and too becomes miserable. I feel like he's not in. I feel like I'm not happy. The cycle continues. I slowly become more disconnected from the relationship. And so does he. What does it come down to? Two different perceptions. Turns out I brought my past into the present. I came into the relationship with no expectation for it to last and had him tagged as a certain kind of person. I was so busy living day to day, just having fun. I never stopped to see that I was sabotaging things with my perceptions of who I thought that he was versus who he had become in our relationship. Now I'm going to go save a little face here. Did he have a part in this? Yes. He likes a little fuel for a fire, and he too made assumptions of me from his past and added them into the mix. Over many conversations, we discussed why each reacted the way we did. I found I put him in a box and left him there to make the mistakes I knew he would make, and he owned up to instigating and insensitivity. He likes his chaos and I love my calm, so we're quite the pair. That being said, I needed to take a deep look into myself to see why I was so hurt. And in the end, we found a fantastic compromise and are working on building our future together. So here's a little interesting quote, as Wonder Woman once said, we can't help what we are, only what life we choose to make for ourselves. One place I think is a great place to start and where I started at the recommendation of a fantastic life coach was to notice my words, common ones I use towards certain situations or people. Are they positive? Are they negative? There's always a word or a phrase that's negative and another in this language that you can choose to say the same thing, but get off a positive vibe. Here's the first one I used. Impulsive. It does try to come out now and then, but I do my best to replace it with spontaneous. In corporate America, I like to spread the word feedback to replace what word we hear a lot, constructive criticism. I'm sorry, people, but you can put any word you want in front of criticism, constructive criticism, positive criticism, motivating criticism, but all I hear is criticism. Here's a few more before I go. A pessimist is really just a planner. Someone who may appear inflexible is actually unwavering. How about someone who's nagging? They're actually just being persistent. I'm going to end with this flip of words. My wife always nags me to put reminders on my calendar. Or my husband is inflexible when it comes to managing his daily schedule. 
What's a flip? My wife is persistent about putting reminders on my calendar. Or, my husband is unwavering when it comes to how he manages his daily schedule. So again, perception is really each person's own. And it's helpful to stop and take a minute to look and see where their perception might be and where your commonalities may be as well. Thank you so much for listening. If this subject interests you, I encourage you to get out there and learn more about it. Knowing more only helps us grow and succeed, and knowledge will drive success. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Get Wicked Wisdom, and check out my website at GetWickedWisdom.com. As a reminder, the primary purpose of Wicked Wisdom is to inform and educate. This podcast is not providing any medical advice, treatment, or services, the practice of medicine, or professional health provider-to-patient relationship. Listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from this podcast and should always consult their doctors when it comes to personal health. Have a great day.